Dateline, April 29th, 2012. Well, good day, folks, and welcome back to the Australia Desk for episode 194. No, no, 195, Grant. I think we missed a week. Yeah, yeah, something about being sick and busy and, um, yeah, it wasn't alcohol at all. No, no. <laughs> we sure fooled them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, <laughs> I'm sick. Yes, well, I feel very rested after two weeks rest, if only it were true, Grant. Oh, I dream. <laughs> oh, well, let's get into the news. What have we missed while we've been away? Let's see, Tiger Airways. Hey, yes, your favourite airline. That's right, mate. Tiger Airways are no longer going for the uh, bottom of the bottom, the low of the low. They're leaving that for Thromby Airlines. Uh, <laughs> what they're doing is they're ditching their dollar fare dazzlers, which are these special things that do every now and again that have buy for $1 plus taxes and fees, a flight from, say, Melbourne to Sydney or things like that. Well, they're no longer going to do that. They're going to focus more to win the hearts of the customers on technology, such as web check-in or mobile phone check-in or things like that, which is really interesting because they used to have web check-in in the old days and then they got rid of it. Well, now I'd be interested to know, Grant, and it doesn't say that here in the article that we're reading in the Australian.com.au because most of it's hidden behind a paywall. Yeah, I'm well. just saying. But uh, what we can see here, there's no mention of uh, whether or not they'll be charging for all this wonderful technology. And I can bet they will because, uh, you know, I mean, Tiger is not the only airline that engages in this practice, but a $1 airfare ends up usually being about a $70 or $80 airfare by the time you put in all their charges for, oh my goodness, you wanted to wear clothes on the flight? Well, that's going to cost you money and all this sort of stuff. So. Oh, you wanted a seatbelt? No. Oh. So uh, I'll be interested to see uh, just uh, what sort of charges they try and sneak in for uh, trying to bypass their uh, their human check-in stuff. We all know that you're bearing a grudge and you've never forgiven Tiger, have you? Who? Oh, you? them, yes. No. Yeah. No. Well, you know, maybe if a few years ago this uh, new angry passenger system had been around, it's an advocate. It's the National Airline Customer Advocate. Have you heard that? They're going to set it up from July onwards. Yeah, I had it's- heard that. In fact, somebody told me rather unfairly the other day, Grant, in fact, I think it was you, that they might call it the Steve Vischer Memorial Customer Complaint Line. I'm thinking of that, yeah. I, I think on the whole you'll be able to hear Steve say, are you waiting for Tiger? So am I. Yes. Join the queue. I think it will go press one for English, press two for Tiger Airways complaints, press three for anyone else. <laughs> a comment here that was dropped in by our Federal Transport Minister uh, Anthony Albanese says that uh, he's quoted here as saying that uh, t- flying today is five times more affordable than it was 20 years ago. And he goes on to say that uh, cheap fares shouldn't mean cheap service. Well, uh, hmm, it's only taken him 10 years to work up for that. But then again, as you're always saying, Grant, you do get what you pay for. Yeah, and speaking of what you pay for and uh, rates and and so on, mate. The uh, fees may be going down in the uh, in the commercial airline world for the passengers, but they're certainly not going down for uh, pilots in the GA world, mate. I was down at uh, Avalon Airport recently, and uh, I was standing there watching the aircraft come in, and uh, I've noticed a few GA aircraft in the circuit because they're they're opening it up to GA aircraft now, and uh, it was really interesting. Have a listen to the Cessna going overhead. Yeah, it was a good recording, actually, you made. There you go. Have a yeah. listen to that. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And it must have been one of your landings because you only did a single touch and go. Oh, you're Us. too kind, mate. You're too kind. <laughs> well, if it had if it had been mine, I think you would have heard that catch register going into hyperdrive because every time I would have touched, that would have been a touch and go. <laughs> Right. Well, Avalon Airport is uh, vast, is very quickly becoming uh, the third major airport in uh, around the Melbourne area. Now it sort of sits between uh, Victoria's two major cities, Melbourne and Geelong, uh, and it's been uh, doing some commercial operations with Jetstar and Tiger for uh, quite a number of years now. But an article here that we found in the in Australian Flying Magazine says that uh, Avalon is now opening to GA traffic for training, which is fantastic considering that uh, Geelong's tiny little uh, domestic airport uh, was closed at the end of last year, so the uh, the small aircraft had nowhere to go to. 
uh, and there was really nowhere down in the Geelong area for uh, you know that was close for uh, people to go and do flying training. Avalon seemed the obvious choice. Now uh, that all sounds wonderful, except of course the uh, the terrible issue of user fees pops its ugly head up. And uh, if we go down this article here, we'll actually put some links in if you want to know how bad user fees are here and why you shouldn't have them in the US. Uh, Fifteen dollars per landing for an aircraft that's based at Avalon, and that's for every landing, every time the wheels touch the ground. So let's say we're up doing uh, four circuits. There's sixty bucks in the coffers plus the full stop landing. That's right. And of course, if it's an aircraft that comes from another airport and uh, decides to shoot an approach there and land, well, it's going to cost them $20 for every time the wheels touch the ground. And now, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec, mate. That's not shoot an approach. That's just do a circuit. Shoot approach to me implies shooting the ILS, and that's going to be even more expensive. Absolutely. In fact, shooting an ILS at Avalon costs a minimum of $40 plus GST, which is 10%, so there's $44 plus your landing fee. Now, of course, Avalon Airport was bought, constructed, and paid for by the taxpayers, but of course, it's all been privatized now, and the only reason we bring this up is because we know that user fees, or pending user fees, are a huge issue across there in the United States, and of course, everywhere else in the world, we have them, and this is what it's like. Imagine all our American friends. In fact, I I heard uh, Peter Johnson's uh, trainee pilot uh, the other day saying he was flying a Cessna 172 around for $99 an hour. Mm. Well, that costs more than $200 an hour here. Uh, mm. And you've got all your air navigation charges to go with it and your landing fees. And I mean, Avalon, in its defense, is not the only airport that does this. And that's the sad thing, actually. They all do it, and particularly the big ones. So uh, there's just a small example for you. Uh, we'll send a link for avalonairport.com.au's uh, schedule of aviation charges, which have just been updated and increased in April. It's just appalling. Any wonder people are trying to go overseas to do their uh, flying training. Funny that. Let me climb down off my soapbox, Grant. Well, while you're climbing down off your soapbox, buddy, I'm going to go and climb up and hop inside a new Virgin A330 to check out the interior that they're doing. Uh, they've got a few more A330 200s on the way because they've got the existing uh, secondhand ones. Well, uh, these are three new ones, and they're going to have a whole new business class interior, 24 lie flat seats, Ooh. Mm. and 255 economy class seats with seat back. AVOD audio video on demand in flight entertainment with iPod connectivity and in-seat power in both classes. Mm, they did a big launch during the week, actually, uh, Virgin, and uh, you know, really, really doing the big media push uh, with with all these new interiors. And of course, the Virgin fleet is being progressively uh, repainted. Most of them now are in the white, all white color scheme. It looks to me like, and I may be wrong here, but it looks to me, having flown Virgin America last year when we were over in the states, that uh, this interior looks. Kind of similar, actually. So maybe it's a world standard that the Virgin Group is going for. But uh, yeah, those leather seats, they do look very, very nice. Oh, yeah. And they're going to be using these aircraft not just on the East Coast to Perth runs, but also on the Golden Triangle, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, etc. So uh, that's going to really put the cat among the canaries when instead of having to just use different 737-700 or 800s, they can start putting on the A330 at peak periods. By Virgin bringing that extra capacity in, now they can compete directly with Qantas uh, in that that sort of market and um, well, you know, as we always say, it brings a lot of competition in, so I don't suppose that can be a bad thing. Well, also it uh, means that you can bring more passengers in who want to fly with you when you're going into a slot-limited airport such as Sydney. But uh, Mate, speaking of limited, Mm. uh, we've got a bit of a limited action on behalf of the Australian government, especially the Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, related to uh, Bomber Command and the opening of the new War Memorial in London. 
Yes, of course, uh, last week on the 25th, in fact, it was Anzac Day, which is a, a very significant uh, Memorial Day here for Australians uh, to uh, remember and acknowledge and uh, pay our respects to uh, all of our servicemen and women. And for Kiwis, of course, it's it's a very, very important day. Probably, in fact, I think it's just about the most important day on our national calendar. And uh, so a lot of these stories are coming up. And in fact, uh, this one's really quite disappointing that uh, 70 veterans that uh, served in Bomber Command over there in the UK uh, are not going to be able to go over there and, uh, and help participate in the Memorial. This from ABC. News. They were a sprightly-looking bunch on Anzac Day, but members of Bomber Command will need a lot more than spring in their step to get to London for the opening of this memorial in June. It's a plaque of the 55,000 uh, Bomber Command people who were killed in operations. Three and a half thousand were Australian. The men had an average age of 22. I'm praying that that I go. The determination is understandable when you realise this formal recognition is 70 years in the making. Never recognised. We didn't get a medal, there was no memorial. So now there is one. All of us that can will love to go back and say, well, at least... Our mates didn't die for nothing. Now, the Australian government is providing funding for eight of these veterans to uh, head over. And, of course, you know, a lot of these uh, gentlemen are in their, their late 80s and into their 90s now. I mean, it's, it's not easy for them to organise on their own at that age, obviously. Uh, so there's 70 of them, but they're only sending eight and providing a little bit of money for, uh, you know, a handful of others to make their own arrangements. Now, Grant, uh, the Kiwis, well, uh, they've got a bit more class than our government. That's right, mate. Uh, the population of three million people, they're sending all 55 of their Bomber Command veterans. They're going to put on an all-expenses-paid trip to take them over to London on uh, probably an Air New Zealand aircraft, I'd say. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Great recognition for what uh, those gentlemen went through 70 years ago, what they did for their country. And uh, all 55, all expenses paid with carers going over to the UK for the memorial. And uh, Australia, with, uh, what, uh, 18, 20 million people, can't even do it for 70. I, I think that's pretty disgusting, actually. Well, our message to our politicians would be stop sparring amongst yourselves and stop playing political games and get your eyes back on the ball. These veterans all deserve to go. And I, as a taxpayer of this country, would be much happier spending my money sending these people across uh, for this memorial. Man, you're trying to change 50 years of politics in this country? Yes, I think I can do it, Grant. Oh, good luck. Well, what a cranky Australia desk this has been in hindsight, mate. You know, maybe we shouldn't take so much time off, Grant, in between. Yeah, I know. It does let that vitriol bubble up too much, doesn't it? Absolutely. Oh, well, taking my chill pills and uh, retiring until next week. I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm not Steve Vischer. I'm still Grant McCarran. That's good to see you. Cheers, folks.